In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. I don't care if it would add a hundred years to my life. a bunch of popped balloons and put them in a blender. You'll never take me alive! Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And whet your appetites because we're going to be talking about food this episode, but not just any food, the best foods there are. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for delicacy. Refried testicles, my favorite. Oh God, please tell me that's not going to be on this list. I honestly don't know. Uh, <laughs> what is a delicacy, do you reckon? Like, is it, because well, I always think of disgusting food as delicacies. I know, but like a testicle would be a delicacy by definition because it is a delicate yeah. part of the body. Like that's the kind of thing you get. well, it's delicate. It is probably the most delicate part of the body. Yeah, at least the male body. Well, it says that a delicacy is usually a rare or expensive food item and it's considered highly desirable. Which I can't. I'd argue that. that, yeah. Yeah, I think a delicacy is just something that tastes like crap, but has been eaten in a certain place for so long that they're like, hey, eat this. Why? Uh, because we just always have. Well, it uses the word sophisticated there as well, which makes me think that's, is it sort of like a test that if you think that like fried testicles are awful, then you must be poor. I think that's the trap. It's a tourist trap. People come <laughs> into a country and they're like, hey, you have to try our refried testicles. That doesn't sound like something I want to eat. Oh, you're not sophisticated. Oh, I'll show you. Well, they're really expensive too. Well, have all my money and I'm going to eat this testicle and tell you that I love putting balls in my mouth. Then, <laughs> then we'll see who's the dumbass. <laughs> then I'll belong. You'll think I'm cool, right? Right? <laughs> Guys, please. <laughs> well, going down, like, because they got the pictures on the side, so they're pretty easy ones. You've got a black perigord truffle. Is that right? Yeah, it's a truffle. Perigord. Oh, how, that's the, truffle is not the word that I'm having <laughs> trouble with here. A black perigord truffle. Perigord? Perigord. I'm going to assume it's French, so you drop the D at the end. Okay. I could be completely wrong. It might actually be a Russian or an Italian thing. It doesn't look Italian. It's the little accent that's confusing me. Yeah, yeah. There's an accent above. Oh, by the way, we're on the page for delicacy, and we're looking at the first uh, photo that comes up on the top right, which is a black perigord truffle. <laughs> I love how you introduce the page that we're on. You give updates in case people couldn't check, like, the episode name. <laughs> 
Well, they may not know we're talking about the pitcher. We went straight to the pitcher to say... Yeah, I said that. But you said, well, there is a truffle, but you didn't say there is a pitcher of a truffle. Yeah, well, either way, if it didn't say what it was below it, I would think that that was a piece of charcoal. Yeah, it kind of hurts my eyes to look at. Like, Have it, you had a truffle before? I'm sure I've, I've had truffle-flavoured things. I'll tell you, of course I've had a truffle. Because for a limited time only, McDonald's... A McDonald's truffle. I had... Uh, McDonald's had... It's like a truffle cheese Angus burger or something like that. And I went, Mmm, I'm going to try this and be sophisticated and have this delicacy. And I am so sure there was like some truffle in it, right? I mean, it's <laughs> McDonald's. They don't lie to you. And how was the McTruffle? It was McDonald's. <laughs> it tasted like McDonald's. It was probably just one of the tomatoes that went off. Exactly. Because a truffle is just a fungus that grows in tree roots. It's like a mushroom potato. Don't they use pigs to sniff for them? They do. Is that the only way to find them? Well, no. And pigs are just used for sniffing things. They're actually better at smelling things than dogs are. Oh, then why not use like pigs at the airport or something? Ah, what you're asking is, and Ben, I want you to think about this. Why don't the police use a (laughs) sniffer pig? (laughs) This is what you were asking me. I mean, I'm saying as a comedian, it would actually open up a lot more jokes for me. (laughs) I think it would destroy it, if anything. You wouldn't be able to tell them apart. (laughs) You're like, which one's the sniffer pig? I just want to see them with a little hat. (laughs) Which one's going to sniff me and which one's going to beat me up? (laughs) You're a bore. So, yeah, no, they do use pigs to um, find them, but that's not the only way. I'm sure there's other ways to find them, but it's one of those you dig in the dirt type things, so it does help to have something that can sniff them out. Is there, like, a truffle metal detector sort of thing? Ooh, a truffle detector. That'd be... I imagine that's what the pig would be called, but... Could you make a detector for anything, or does that really only work with metal? Well, no, they have the... At the airport, they have the the bomb sniffer. But that's... Oh, yeah, the bomb's (laughs) looking for chemicals, I guess. Yeah, your limey bomb sniffer. (laughs) Yeah, but so you'd have to, like, rub it in the dirt and then, like, draw something on it and go like yeah there's no truffle down here it'd be quicker to dig okay several ways you can go on this because you could have like a stick that you stick down in the ground you just sort of like smack it down and then it reads what's in there like a spear and it'll say what if it smells anything nearby but i'm sure they have ones where it doesn't have to actually make contact i don't know i haven't been to the airport in a while i don't know how it works i'm gonna say that yes we have that technology but i was amazed that we have you know the thermometers that can tell the heat of something when it's not even touching it yeah the laser pointer one yeah they've been out for a while yeah when we got one for the farm i was blown away i still don't know how they do it And so I just assume anything's possible now. Magic. Yeah, you'd be able to tell the temperature of that wall from across the room. So therefore, we could find a truffle under dirt with a laser pointer. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. Magic. It's magic, Ben. (laughs) All right, so would you eat a truffle? Oh, you have eaten a truffle. I'm going to say I have. I reckon we've both eaten truffles and things not been aware of it. It looks gross, but I would probably try that one. Yeah, like, well, not And I probably already have, yeah. I wouldn't eat it like an apple. I don't know. If they served it to me on a plate, I'd at least try it. That would be something where I'm like, well, it's just a mushroom, so... Mm. I'm not too bothered. It's not a testicle. That's true. Like testicles, you'll get a lot of hesitation from me and a bit of fight back. Mushroom, I'll be like, nah, whatever. I'll just eat it and see how it is. Apparently they're good. Well, if you deep fry something, I'm much more likely to eat it, especially if it's something like a testicle. Whereas a truffle does kind of look like a rock. (laughs) Like, if I gave you a rock and was like, hey, you want to eat this rock? You'd piss off. I'm not eating a rock. I'm not an idiot. 
Now, let's not gloss over this. You said you would eat a testicle if they deep fried it? I'd eat a hose if they deep fried it. Calamari. <laughs> I mean, if calamari is a rubber band. If I deep fried a rubber band in a ring of calamari, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That's my point. And deep frying everything is awesome. That's true. I do have a deep fryer and I went through a stage where I use that a lot. I mean, tempura. Yeah. This is how you make vegetables edible. You just deep fry everything. It's great. And it takes away everything from its original form. I don't know how it would go about deep frying a truffle. I imagine some molecular breakdown would happen inside that I'm not ready for, Mm. but it would definitely be much more edible, but that's only because of the batter. Do you think rich people would cringe as you're deep frying truffles? Absolutely. Oh, what a peasant. You're not flash frying? You're not dry oiling? What what, what is this peasantry movement? Yeah. I would recommend to people buying a little deep fryer. Yeah. But the one warning I would put with it is don't use it too much or you put on a heap of weight and your chest hurts. <laughs> oh, Ben, you and your strokes. <laughs> as soon as your left arm starts to feel numb, put it away. Yeah. Just eat the carrot. Yeah. <laughs> don't deep fry the carrot. Just eat it. Uh, and I was eating mm. vegetables before. It was just they were deep fried. Mm. <laughs> when suddenly your staircase seems longer <laughs> and you have to stop for that break in the middle. <laughs> oh, I can absolutely appreciate that. What about the next one down? Kobe beef. Now, I, can we actually click on Kobe beef? Because I've heard what Kobe beef is, but I'm not sure if this is true. It's but- Japanese. I believe Kobe beef, my understanding before I read it, is that it's cows that have been massaged and fed beer. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to look. I think it's just Japanese beef. Are they really massaged and given beer? That's what I've heard. Is beer good for a cow? I don't know if it's good for a cow, but it's definitely good for the marketing of a cow. And how much beer and how long before it dies? Is it just drunk all the time? I just assumed that it was kind of like how they do pate, you know, where they just force feed a goose. If you give me like a heap of beer, enough to get a cow drunk and, you know, a team of people massaging me, you can eat me. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Like, that's a good way to go out, isn't it? Yeah. That's the funeral I want. <laughs> it's way better than the way I'm probably going to go out. Exactly. From heart failure, from deep frying things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't even matter what it is. It's not as good as beer and getting massaged. That's a pretty good way to go. If it's massaged, then it's relaxed. That's a good way to eat yeah. your meat rather than have it like tense and like sour. Yeah, I just want to be drunk and tender. Mm. The cattle are fed on grain fodder and brushed sometimes for setting fur. The melting point of fat of Kobe beef is lower than common beef fat. So the, wait, they're just brushed. It's not beer, it's brush. Hang on, settle mm. down. <laughs> Let's find it. Kobe beef is expensive partly because about 3,000 head of cattle may qualify as Kobe beef per year. So there is like a total... So it's a quality thing. Yeah. All right. And they talk about it's marbleized. All right. Can you Google Kobe beef? Gonna have to go off page for this one. All right. Apparently Kobe beef is banned in the US. The first is that the cows are given beer to induce appetite. Oh, there you go. The second is that they are massaged daily. Sometimes with sake. I've had sake. It's not that great. It's just rice But I would drink it again. I imagine it's just like vodka. (laughs) Like, you know. Pretty much. You have a shot of it. It's not like you enjoy it, but you get drunk. Well, I feel I'd like it better knowing what it tastes like this time. It's not something you want to surprise you. No. And I like that they say that they feed the cows 
cow's beer to induce appetite. Because that's a great life as a cow. Like, someone comes in, you have a beer. I bet you're hungry, aren't you? I am hungry. We're just going to give you a little rub down, you know, and then you're going to eat some more. That's a pretty good damn life. That is a good life. The only downfall that I see is when I drink, I usually feel like a burger. Ah, uh, the cow's going to have a bit of a cannibal problem. Yeah, I mean, I would. Oh, wouldn't you? I would want to eat my fellow cow. Absolutely. Especially if I was drunk. You could go have like a curry. A curry? Yeah, if I'm pissed, I'll do a curry. That'd be a chicken curry. As a cow, you're not going to eat meat. <laughs> so you're just going to have to do a vegetarian curry? Screw that. Well, that's what curries are actually like. It's just, which I agree, screw that. That's something that's starting to scare me in supermarkets at the moment. There's a little section they've built there for plant-based meat. Oh, yeah. Which has been around for a while, but now it's really gaining some momentum. Yeah, and the momentum is what scares me. Because when I saw that, it reminded me of when DVDs first came out, how they had like that little cutout cardboard thing. Yep. And then eventually that took over the whole store. And, and the I'm videos like, were on that small little cardboard cutout. Yeah, redundant because video stores don't exist anymore. Yes. But the example still stands of like, I don't want the plant-based meat to slowly take mm. out the actual meat. Yeah, like there's no longer beef. There's just seaweed and soy everywhere. Because this whole like vegetarian push is actually starting to scare me a little of like, what if when we get older, it's only people in our generation who really eat meat and everyone else just eats plant-based stuff. And they all just look at you like you're- Yeah, like we're murderers or something. Mm. Okay, here's the question. If it tasted exactly the same, like I fed it to you, you couldn't tell the difference. Would you care? Somehow still yes. Like you definitely need to intake a soul when you eat. (laughs) You need I to... think that's part of it. The fact that something died to keep me alive, it's a good feeling. I get that. Like, you absorb its strength yeah. and all its memories. <laughs> if you're vegetarian, you don't understand that this is what happens. But, it um, is what happens. That's why we have keen cow sight. <laughs> And we have the intelligence of a chicken. (laughs) I'm of the opinion, because I am pretty okay with eating anything. Like, bubble and squeaks and veggie-type burger stuff. I don't really have a problem eating it. What's a bubble and squeak? It's like mashed potato with, like, peas and carrots in it that's essentially like a patty. No. It's like, imagine deep-fried mashed potato, like a chip that's the patty shape that you have instead of mashed potato or um, vegetables. It's usually the side that comes with a burger. Okay, that works for me. See, that that (laughs) did sound like a side thing. It's a meal. It is definitely a side thing that when you want to oven bake a whole bunch of, like, uh, chicken nuggets or something. It sounds like a potato scallop with peas and carrots. Yeah, but it's mushy potato. And it can fall apart like a patty. Like, it doesn't have a hard outer shell. Okay. Okay, so that's that. I guess I could do that as a side. See, vegetables I can do if they're a side. Yeah. But not as, like, I can't make that the main focus of a meal. I have always been big on meat and I do love my meat but if you offered an alternative probably wouldn't take it but if you gave me the alternative without asking me I probably wouldn't notice <laughs> like if everything just slowly happened like the DVD took over and then one day people were like hey when was the last time you ate actual meat I'd probably oh, that's a really good point I don't know I'm not sure when the last time I did you know, months could have gone by I'd be okay with it Because I've had a good veggie burger before and it was really good. Was it as good as meat? No way. Not even (laughs) close. There's no contest because meat is meat. Mm. The only thing that gets me is I can't feel full of vegetables. They have to be able to, you said it was a meat substitute. And the only way that I would identify it as a meat substitute is if after I eat it, I feel full. Because if I eat vegetables, I don't get full i just get sick of eating vegetables Mm. like i go okay that's enough of this i really i could eat a whole bunch of them and never feel full but i just sort of get over them and go all right i really need to eat some meat so i can stop eating 
And I hate with vegetables that the ones that are actually good are the ones that aren't that great for you. Like oh. potatoes, not that great for you. Oh, yeah. And what else? Like corn? Yeah, corn. Absolutely horrible for you. There is blue corn, but that only like exists in the Andes and it's eaten by people who are really healthy. Yeah, but corn's awesome. I could eat lots of corn. It's but just then sugar just like, and undigestibles. Yeah. And then they're just like, yeah, that doesn't count. And I was yeah. like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, everything and then, like good. broccoli, and that's horrible. Mm. And anything that I do, like, so I was about to say, well, cauliflower. No, I only like cauliflower when it's drowned in cheese sauce, <laughs> which is way worse than anything. Oh yeah, if you've got the right sauce, you could eat anything. Mm, and that's the problem. Everyone, goes, <laughs> I think that would be my limit with the testicles. The sauce. If you could nail the right sauce. Oh, you put honey mustard with that. I'm fine. <laughs> I would want it like drowning in it, so I, I feel like I'm just drinking sauce. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I don't want a soggy testicle. I want a crisp. More like it's a, a potato scot kind of situation. No, I don't want any crunch to it. Anytime it crunched, I would cringe or cross my legs. It would be awful. But testicles don't crunch. They squish. If, if you deep fry it, it does. That's right. But anything will crunch if you deep fry it. If you have it wet, that's just what testicles are like in their natural habitat. <laughs> that's more like a natural, uncooked, raw testicle. Oh, uh, you I'm paint to- such a vivid word picture <laughs> that you made me retract my answer. I'm like, no sauce is good enough to make me eat that. <laughs> you don't want a bit of ketchup, a bit of uh, red around like blood? I mean, if I had to eat it, though, the first thing I'd be like is, can I have tomato sauce? It would. <laughs> I know it wouldn't fix it, but it would take the edge off just a little bit. Actually, no, the perfect sauce for it, aioli. You want some, like, white creamy sauce uh, to go on your testicles, sir? <laughs> uh, Why aren't you eating it, Ben? What if someone was offering you a cream-filled testicle? <laughs> I would be suspicious. <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> uh, salted cream. Oh, I don't think the two flavors would match. That's what I'm going to say. Ben, I've got two deep fried testicles with aioli and there's a nice big fat chico roll in between them if you just want to like suck on that too. <laughs> uh, I mean, I prefer the chico roll. <laughs> no matter how many testicles are in it. In that form, I might be able to take it. If it was put in something where it was unrecognizable. And that is meat pies have taught us that we can eat testicles. Yeah, I probably already have it a meat pie and I was fine with it. Mm, just blend it up and put it in with a bunch of like sauce mm. and then we're fine. Okay, so what do they got down here? Caviar. Which I like a bit of caviar. I've never had caviar. I bet you have on your sushi. Oh, probably. They're the little, like... The little balls, yeah. Balls, yeah. There's the little ones and there's the fat ones. And... I don't know if I have because I often see them and I'm just like, oh, gross. Because I assumed they were caviar. Caviar seems gross to me. Uh, Like, fish is kind of on the line of whether I'll eat it or not, but, like... When you go introduce their eggs, I'm like, I don't need to eat their eggs. No gross bit of fish is good. (laughs) I don't know if I've had black caviar. Oh, maybe. No, I've had more like the reddy kind of caviar. And I like a good caviar. Isn't the black caviar the best one? Yeah, the expensive one. That's why I've never had it. I couldn't eat it. Like, it would be weird. Because it's like expensive for like a little spoonful. Mm. And I'd just be looking at it going like, I don't even know if I want to eat this. Why am I having something that costs a hundred bucks? When I don't want it. Yeah, even if someone else is paying, I would feel guilty. I'd be like, (laughs) if I get gave you something and you knew it cost me a hundred bucks you want to enjoy it absolutely because you'd be like if you're like this is disgusting then like i've wasted my hundred dollar thing on you and you'd feel bad and that comes back to when we say delicacy 
It's the rich person's middle finger to you going, I'm so rich, I can eat something that costs so much that I don't particularly enjoy. Just because I'm that rich. Meat and caviar. Don't really like it. Don't really care for it. Oh my God. Screw the caviar, actually. Let's go down to the next picture because I saw that. Edible jellyfish. The Japanese... That sounds awful. They're big on their jellyfish, as far as I know. I've seen a lot of documentaries that are saying that the way the oceans are going, that's what we're all going to have to eat. So what? I've seen a documentary that said we're all going to have to eat crickets. And I'm like, I'd still rather that than a veggie burger. Yeah, well, you can mash up crickets and people do eat crickets. I mean, that's something easily done. I think the texture of a jellyfish, though, that's a problem. It's a real problem. That wouldn't feel good in your mouth. Like, I can eat a cricket. That's not a problem to me. Like, deep fried, obviously. Pan fried is great. But a jellyfish, you're eating silicon, as far as I can tell. I mean, if they're using jellyfish for fake breasts, I would understand that. But eating them? Exactly. Yeah, you don't eat cog. And don't most jellyfish sting? Do they just cut off the bit that doesn't sting? Or can you boil out the sting? Well, it says there they serve it with a chili sauce. So maybe it's just masked with more uh, stingy. It's just the bite. (laughs) Yeah, it just adds a little bit of pepper to it, you know? A bit of a kick. Because it's just the tail bits that sting. If I tried that and I took a bite and I'm like, no, I'm not going to finish this. And like, oh, is it because it's too spicy? I'm like, yeah, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Oh, Uh, no. No, it's a texture thing for me with the jellyfish. And who knows? Maybe one day I'll try it and be like, actually, this is really good. Why aren't we all eating this? Very doubt that's going to happen. That plate (laughs) looks like somebody got a bunch of popped balloons and put them in a blender. Yes. And then served it with a nice sesame seed oil. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. I I couldn't eat that. So I think I I would eat the Kobe beef and I would eat the mushroom. But I don't know if I'd eat caviar Mm. and jellyfish. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't eat. I love some caviar. I've gone out of my way to have it. It's funny that it says that it's wild Iranian caviar because I used to get it at a Persian restaurant. That's where I was first introduced to the love of caviar. It came with these crackers. It's very nice. And then I discovered that sushi has it as well. And that was something that we'd go out of our way to have. And I love it. It's like a little ball. You get them. Yeah. Pop them in your teeth. Oh, gross. It's tasty. It's... No, the popping in the teeth. That's... Why would you say that? Okay. Well, you know, like the Hungry Jacks had those uh, drinks, the bursts in them. You know the ads? Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you have that? Yeah, but that's not a fish egg. It's just as good. It's nice. The bigger ones I don't like as much, but I will go and I'll pick those like fallen caviar little ones off the plate and I'll pop, pop, pop. Oh, they're so good, Ben. Oh, I would not be able to eat sushi with you. You'd be turning my (laughs) stomach. What's wrong, Ben? You don't want to eat this thing that came out of a fish's butt? Pop, pop, pop. (laughs) Though I will admit that the caviar doesn't look as bad after we looked at the jellyfish. Yeah. If I was asked to pick between one of the two, I mean, caviar, I'll I'll eat the whole thing. I mean, what is it? The size Mm. of a thimble? And the other side to caviar is if you really have a problem with the taste, you can swallow them whole and you really don't taste anything. Uh, It sounds like semen now. I'm pretty sure you don't have to chew on that to get the taste. (laughs) All right. I'll have to verify this with some witnesses. Okay, so that's all our pictures that we've got up front. Yeah, that's the headliners. So it's got a huge list here of delicacies. So I guess we're going to go down them and... Let's do it. So it starts with A, which is a good start to the place to start. Abalone. Is that right? Yeah. Now, I thought I've eaten abalone, but... That's a a sea snail. Yeah, I think I have. It's not bologna, but it's like this weird food that's kind of an all right taste. If it's what I think 
it is. Well, isn't bologna like a mutant-based thing of like beef or something or meat? Yeah, bologna is just meat byproducts. Yeah. Like so, beef all chucked together. So it's got testicles. So is abalone sea snail byproducts? Because that's disgusting. Why is everything gross on this page? <laughs> <laughs> well, bologna is spelled completely differently. They are not related in any way. I just always think of it because I'm like, when I've had it, it was kind of a like a sausage, an abalone sausage is what I've had. So you've eaten sea snails? As far as I know. I've That's eaten gross. snails too. Sea snails are gross though. <laughs> well, it's salt. Who doesn't like salt? Sea. Salt. It's great. <laughs> it's already salted. That's actually a weird thing with sea snails because won't salt kill regular snails? That's a really good point. So how come sea snails can survive? Wouldn't that mean that sea snails are essentially indestructible? No, I've stepped on one. They're definitely not. All right, well, we just need one that also is, can take a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's really their downfall. They're slow, they're squishable, and if they're not sea ones, they don't like salt either. Although I've seen ones in a documentary where, you know, the volcano steam releases under the water? They have, like, little gas escapes at the bottom of the water where there's vents. Yeah, it's really like a billion pop. degrees there or something. Yeah, there are snails who live on those who have metal shells. Oh, that's cool. Because of all the minerals that are coming out of these uh, steam vents, and snails use their saliva mixed with all the minerals in the air, so their snail shells are metal. That's cool. That's badass. That's some Transformer shit right there. I wouldn't mind having a metal snail. Yeah. That'd be a cool pet. That'd be brutal. Though if you took it out of its environment, would the shell eventually unmetal? Uh, yes. And I think if you take them out of their environment, they just die. They need all that pressure as well. But I don't think you can get them to the surface without them dying. Oh, okay. So, but still, I'd call it Metallica. You little Metallica, come here, come here, buddy. All right, so that's abalone. I actually didn't know it was sea snail. Do you feel happy that you've eaten it now? Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's fine. Because I, I thought it was like a clam type thing. Which, have you eaten like mussels and oysters and stuff like that? I have, yeah. Them I don't mind. Really? I'm much more dubious of an oyster. I like oysters kill Patrick, but I think that that's because they put a heap of bacon on it. Yeah, that solves all the problems. Yeah, yeah. Put bacon on anything, actually. I'm fine with it. Veggie mm. burger, I'd be fine with if it's covered in bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this veggie burger could use? Meat. Yeah, a lot of it. More meat than veggie burger. And that is just the equation because you go, I'm not eating this, it's a sea snail. Oh, what if I add some, uh, add a little bit of bacon? Oh, now it's 50% bacon. Well, I'm, that's a pass. I'll eat that. And the more bacon you add, the better it is until, if it's 90% bacon, do you even care what that 10% is? Not really. Yeah, it becomes almost insignificant. I will go through pretty much anything to get bacon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oysters by themselves, they kind of have the same consistency as snot. Yeah, it's a snot and a rock. Like you kind of know when like you cough into your mouth and you get all that phlegm and then like you got nowhere to spit it so you just swallow it back down. That's what having an oyster feels like. Mm. That's what it reminds me of very distinctly every yeah. time I do. It. It's like a salty snot. Yeah. Which not a big fan of them, but I've eaten them. I'm fine eating them. All right. So what's Accutac? Accutac. I want Accutac before I read what it is. <laughs> it has a cool name. In Western Alaska and Northern Canada, it is a yuppic word meaning something mixed. Oh, when the word doesn't even describe what's in it. Other names include Agitac, Eskimo ice cream, Indian ice cream, native ice cream, or Alaskan ice cream. Traditionally is made with whipped fat mixed with berries like cranberries. So I could get into that one actually. That sounds really good. Careful, Ben. They're talking about fat, not milk. Yeah, but I've had Twinkies and they're basically fat. No, that's a lot of processed things. I know, but that's that doesn't sound any more gross. Like, Okay, so picture this. You get a really nice steak, possibly Kobe beef. That layer of fat is cut off. 
and then mixed with some berries, mashed up and then fed to you. I can get into that. I could not. That's I would gag. If that's <laughs> what it is, I'd gag. I don't think it's that kind of fat, though. Can we look in further? I, I need closure on this anecdote. Because there's essentially, like, lard that can be used in a lot of things, and it would surprise you how much things that goes into. Yeah, but when it's that much... Like, ice cream itself has a little bit of lard in it. Well, milk has fat in it. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. That's essentially what it is. Fat is surprisingly good with stuff. Okay, so here we go. Uh, so it has cranberries, salmon berries. Okay, Salmon berries better be fruit. Crowberries, cloudberries. Oh, that sounds like a video game. It does. Like, that like all the berries you've got to collect so you can finish Final Fantasy or something. Yeah. You got to get a salmon, a crow and a cloud, which they are not berry things. Maybe the crow I'll give you. <laughs> and blueberries. All right, we're back on track. Fish. No, I'm out at fish. Tundra greens, which... So grass? I guess, or like little saplings or something, or roots with animal oil or fat. It may also include whitefish, caribou towel, moose towel. So it's just concentrated fat shoved in with berries. There's no sugar. The berries would sweeten it up. There's no milk. It's just fat and berries. Look at that. But where did you think Eskimos were going to get cows from? That's my point. This is why it's disgusting. Recent additions include sugar, milk, and Crisco, which is lard. So there was no lard. It was towel. It was the gross... Have you ever smelt towel? Smells like when they make glue. (laughs) What glues all the berries together? (laughs) Yeah, look at it. It's disgusting. It looks like before you make a rissole without the onions. No, I would totally act attack. That sounds awesome. I think we're learning something we've never really discussed before, because we are both kind of fussy eaters but i never realized that we're both from very different schools of fussy eater yeah like i'm like yeah i'll eat a sea snail i don't care and you're like that's the most disgusting thing ever but yeah fat and berries yum 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 like what's wrong with you i will also say akatak very good scrabble word that is you got a q without a u that's important well there is a u before it but it doesn't need a u after it oh that's true and when you're trying to formulate words that's a good word to have and there's a k instead of a c yeah which you'd expect in an english spelling word uh, all right abu emda abu dunt and buy it and buy it there you go is uh, a brunei dish uh derived from the interior trunk of the sago palm it is a starchy bland substance similar to topico starch Ambayat is the national dish of Brunei and a local delicacy in the Malaysian states of them places and other places. All right, so it's the inside of a tree. And saying that it's starchy and bland doesn't really sell it too well. Does not sell it at all. Because you know what else is starchy? A potato. (laughs) You know what tastes good? A potato. Yeah, with that one, I would dip Doritos in it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, if it's a dip, you can work around with, like, some good chips. They've offered what looks like carrot or tomato and cucumber as the the dippables. But we don't have to do that. We can just use Doritos or, at worst, a jack, you know? Yeah, if I can put Doritos in it, I can get around anything. Yeah, corn chips and biscuits make up for everything. (laughs) All right, but yeah, you don't sell it by saying it's bland, but it is their national dish. I think that's just because when Bruno, well, what are you going to eat? The inside of a palm, do you know how desperate you got to be for food to be like, well, what about the inside of the tree? There's no food around here anyway. Did you check inside the tree? I, 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 no. Well, maybe you should check the inside. Ah, uh, look, you found a bland paste. <laughs> there you go. See? Seek and ye shall find. All right, what's next? We got... Ballot. Ballot. Oh, why did you click on that? That's 
fucking disgusting. So is that like a fetus? Yeah, it's a developing bird embryo that is boiled and eaten in the shell. Oh, Jesus, it is a fetus. Yeah, that's a fertilized chicken egg. So it's like basically like the eggs you have at home, except there's something in it. Yeah, the chicken's mated and there's a little baby inside. But before it becomes a baby, somewhere in between, which looking at it, it's not a fully formed baby. It's like half baby, half egg. I'd just be looking at it going, this is the worst kinder surprise ever. <laughs> the toy doesn't even stick together. <laughs> it's all limp. And there's no little instructions on how to put it together. I think it's an alien. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if that thing came out of your chest, you'd be like, yeah, this is totally Ridley Scott, right? I mean, that would be something that I would have to eat in one. What gets me, though, is it's an, in an egg. So do you eat the shell as well? No, you'd have to take the shell off. Like I would, would rather eat the shell. I would, too. I would take the imminent and apparent cuttings of shell going down my throat, the unavoidable shell cutting to not have to look or taste that without the shell you'll get like beak cuttings as it's going down your throat and that's disgusting i don't think it's beaks developed i don't think it has claws yet it's too young you can sort of see some there oh okay this is going on the one that i wouldn't do yeah i'm glad we found one we can agree on (laughs) like why either have chicken or have egg what was wrong with either of those Oh my god, it says it is commonly sold as street food in the Philippines. So, you know how you go up to like a hot dog cart or something? Hot dogs here. You would go up to a ballot cart and get one of these eggs. Hey, what do you got? Only ballot. Oh, those things could ruin Easter. (laughs) But it's like quitting halfway. You know, you nearly had something really good. A chicken. You just didn't have the time, did you? Yeah, I just think that eggs being edible was discovered by a chicken farmer who was too lazy to see the job through. Yeah. He's like, fuck it, I can't be bothered raising these things. Let's just eat the eggs. Well, poops out all these eggs. Let's let's just eat those, right? Don't have to get more feed for this. It's centralizing your distribution. There's oh. biltong, which is the next one. And right. it says citation needed. Oh, this is Which is kind of scary. <laughs> All right, what's biltong? It looks like sticks. It better not be poo. A form of dried cured meat. Oh, like jerky. Oh, it's jerky. Originated in South Africa. Various types of meat are used to produce it, ranging from beef and game meats to fillets of meat cut into strips following the grain of the muscle or flat pieces sliced across the grain. It is related to beef jerky. Boom, I'm in for this. This is beef jerky. I like beef jerky. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with beef jerky. Ritzy beef jerky, I'm in. But what I'll put to you, because I do say beef and game meats, which means that, you know, you're in South Africa. Biltong here. Get your biltong. You're like, ooh, jerky. I like beef jerky. Oh, it's not beef, my friend. What animals from Africa would you be okay eating? Like if it was, obviously wild cow would be okay. Like buffalo. I would be okay with most things if it's in jerky form. Because with the process of jerky, there is nothing alive in there. (laughs) That's how it picked up. Because it started in places where they didn't really have much hygiene. I would rather eat beef jerky in a dodgy country than a burger in a dodgy country. Fair enough. All that salt. You can't go wrong. It can't go off. Exactly. The meat can't be old. Like a burger has to be fresh until it's cooked. Which in South Africa, I might exclusively live off Biltong. <laughs> I don't trust anything else. This has been salted to death. You'd be fine if it was like an onyx or like a gazelle. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's all the same. Fair enough. Strangely, just not fish. You're not, you're not a fish man. 
I think the taste is kind of weird. But I used to like fish when I was younger, but then, you know, I married a woman who doesn't like fish and I went off many years of eating it. And you lost And now that. when I came back, I just don't really have the taste for it. Fair enough. If your partner's not into something, that mm. does tend to take you away from it. If I go to a restaurant, I can get like a nice piece of barramundi, something that's well prepared. Yep. But as soon as it even marginally steps into the weird territory, I'm out. Mm, okay. So it's like fish jerky. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> dried fish is a big thing. Now, I can eat a fish and I can enjoy a fish. The second it tastes like fish is where I step out. <laughs> I don't like fish to taste like fish. There's lemon, there's salt, there's batter, there's tartare. There's all kinds of things out there designed so that I don't have to know what a fish tastes like. Every fish should be prepared to mask the fact that it's a fish. And yet some people still get these fishes that have an eye staring at you. Hello, eat me! Um, Bird's nest soup. Sounds awesome. It's not literal. Please tell me it's just not literal. I do know this one and it is literal. Really? Yeah. I saw a documentary about how it's a delicacy. What's that picture they show there? That's the bird's nest. It's because the bird who makes it, it's like mainly their saliva that they use to make it. So it's bird saliva. It's kind of like a prawn cracker. See, when they said bird nest, I assumed that it would just have like eggs and stuff still in there and stuff. I thought we were going to have the ballot coming back again. (laughs) And they just use the nest as a bowl. No, no, no. You eat the nest. And it's a delicacy. It's worth a lot. It is in a, a cave dwelling bird and they have to go and actually physically get it out of nature. Because that's where the birds make those nests and have to be very careful when they get them and it's very dangerous and it's worth a lot of money. See, I think I would eat this one. Yeah? Yeah, why not? Yeah, when you look at it, it's like, yeah, I could eat that. It's not that crazy. And it's a soup. I can deal with soup. It's bird spit. (laughs) I mean, I've probably had some meal with spit in it at some point in my life. Yeah, why not a bird? Yeah. That's fine. Black-headed gull eggs. Well, I assume it's the egg from a black-headed gull. Yeah, which, okay. Which that just looks like a seagull with a black head. Yeah, well, they don't have the actual food here. They just have the bird and... See that bird? We eat its egg. It'd be really easy to get its eggs because you could just go near its nest, throw a bag of chips down. (laughs) Gone for the day. Yeah. It doesn't care. Mm. If it had a choice between its eggs and some chips, it would pick the chips every time. Absolutely. And I like to think that there is a Kobe beef style of black-headed gull that is exclusively fed chips mm. oh wouldn't that be a good tasting egg I could just imagine someone going with the black headed girl going like if it steals my chips one more time I'm taking its eggs oh, oh you asked for this you brought it on yourself oh this tastes pretty alright actually this is I bet of... I could charge a bit for this yeah <laughs> it's a delicacy now because yeah, that is a thing where everyone goes chicken eggs and you mm. don't really eat other eggs necessarily it seems weird to eat other eggs for some reason it's arbitrary but mm. it's I, true I've seen quail eggs you can get quail eggs for sale yeah but that seems weird but they're just like tiny and it's like well what are you doing a mini breakfast someone gave me duck eggs at one stage and i never ate them yeah they were massive really yeah they're bigger oof because I've always wanted to see someone like regular fry of an emu egg. Like the big crack. And you see that giant like takes up the whole pan. You want this over easy? <laughs> no, sunny side up. Uh-huh. I want to see that yolk staring at me. Thank you. Yolk you can punch your fist through. Yeah, I do like when it's a good tender yolk. When you cook the egg, but the yolk looks relatively untouched. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm more of a scrambled man these days. A scrambled's easy. That's just for people who fucked up making an omelette. I think I like it because there's milk in it, but it can't be too moist. You know, like sometimes you get those scrambled eggs and it's like, this is like wet goop. Mm. Yeah, there's a very fine balance you got to get. I do like with scrambled eggs is you can throw in anything additional with it. Anything you got laying in the fridge, it works. Yes. But then there is that downside of if you get the wrong eggs from like a place and it's essentially an egg patty, Mm. like you stick your fork in it to get a little piece and the whole thing comes comes up <laughs> and it kind of looks like you know your magic noodle pat yes like your noodles that you get out of the magic noodle packet and it's just before you like cooked a, them yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm not eating that all right so it's next bot bot garret or bot gara i'm butchering it you say it. bot targa that's it oh no it doesn't look good oh it's a delicacy of salted cured fish your favorite ben yeah 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 i'm not surprisingly out on this one and they put it in a packet <laughs> it looks like the same type of packet you'd put a toy bow and arrow into <laughs> I think it's just vacuum sealed. Is it? Yeah, locking that really great cured fish flavor. Oh, yeah, because you wouldn't want it to go off. Who cures fish? Oh, typically of the grey mullet or the bluefin tuna. Isn't the bluefin tuna endangered? Yeah, because too many people are eating this. Yeah. That's why it's a delicacy. That's why. Though it would be cool to eat an endangered species. Yes, agreed. Like, only because it's endangered, though. Like, the fact <laughs> that you're not allowed to makes me want it more. Like, if a species died out and the first thought you had was, I ate one of them a couple years ago, hmm. you'd be glad you did while you had a chance because you didn't know it was a limited time only animal that's right oh it's it's dead now that's oh uh, i can describe to people what it tastes like imagine if you ate the dodo bird yeah it probably wasn't very good but i would love the dodo bird because who else is going to know what it tastes like and how great would that be when i was like oh my god the dodo bird's extinct there's no more and you get to lean and go you're not missing anything (laughs) yeah it didn't taste very good bit gamey yeah I remember eating it going, next time I'm going to add more pepper. (laughs) Uh, One day. (laughs) One day. That's a weird one to regret. Yeah, I tried an extinct animal, but my regret is I didn't have more of it. (laughs) Because it didn't taste that good. Or if you had the last, like, okay, the last of the bluefin tunas dies, but they caught it and you just happen to have it. And then you fuck up cooking it. (laughs) You burnt it. Yeah. Like, to put it in appetizing terms, imagine you had the last hamburger patty. The last. There are no more. And, oh, shit, I left it on one side too long. Oh. I mean, that's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, I'd still eat it. Oh, absolutely. And I'd enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's the last one. Even a badly cooked burger is still better than dried fish. While I was eating the hamburger patty, I would try and convince myself that it wasn't so bad. Like, it's not that burnt. It's fine. It's it's still good. Like, I'm still enjoying this. Yeah. And it'd be horribly burnt, but I'd be trying to convince Mm. myself. It's like when you have a birthday party that you've meticulously planned out and you're really looking forward to, and things aren't going to plan, but you are so dedicated to having a good day. It's fine. It's fine. Look, it's just a little burnt. Okay, it's all right. And then you're halfway through like, oh, I forgot to put the pickles on. Oh, I forgot the onions. I didn't caramelize the onions. Now it's going to be cold. Uh, Why didn't I get a burger bun when I did this? I'm just here with plain white bread like an idiot. You know what? The bread's fine. It's mostly about the burger anyway. It's it's all right. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm enjoying it. It's good. And I don't have a tin of beetroot here. And then you you get to that one point. This is the birthday analogy again, (laughs) where like everything's fine. Everything's fine. And that one thing hits, you just snap. And then you throw the last beef patty ever, like at the wall, like, well, you know what? I don't want it anyways. <laughs> then you have to live with that. Yeah, lady, you're like, maybe I overreacted. <laughs> it's still, and then you pick it off the carpet. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little fluff covered. <laughs> 
But that's the great thing about a uh, risol. You can still eat it later, even if it gets cold. How about kasumaruzu? Kasumazu, uh, mazu is called it's a cheese. whole bunch of things. Sardinian? Is I that think that's a place. Apparently. It better not be sardines. It's a traditional Sardinian sheep milk cheese. Ah, oh, it would have been all right with cheese. Why do they have to make it from a weird animal? Well, oh no, hold on. Keep reading. That contains live insect larvae in brackets maggots. In case you didn't understand what live insect larvae, we're talking about maggots. Yeah, and like I was saying, gross sheep cheese. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, Ben. <laughs> Oh, oh, I just think it's funny that there's someone out there milking a sheep. That's not easy. I mean, if you had sheep cheese and it was filled with maggots, would you be like, that's still good? <laughs> Man, it must be really scraping for food in Sardinia. Like, it's either this or sardines, Ben. Mm. You pick. I would eat sardines over maggots. Maggots are awful. Are they dead at least? I don't know. Please be dead. Which I have heard this, that maggot cheese has been recently banned in places. I wonder why. <laughs> No, that's disgusting. That might be the worst thing we've seen yet. Where is Sardinia? I want to know this. Well, is it like a place where like all they have is like two sheep? So anything that comes out of it, they're like, all right, we got to eat whatever comes out. We don't have any protein. The cheese milk isn't coming out with enough protein. Well, just let insects lay their larvae and it will eat that as well when it hatches. <laughs> And the worst part is you eat it, tastes like crap, probably. We can assume that this is something that's going to make you throw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty safe assumption. Then every time from then on that you've left like stuff in your bin for too long and like you open it up, you, know, you have that surprise and you open up your bin and there's maggots in there. Yeah. And then you immediately are reminded of eating that cheese. Uh, I hate it when I find maggots in the bin, let alone in my cheese. I know. If I ate this, I would never be able to eat cheese again, period. It, it would put, cheese, put me off cheese completely. Completely ruined. It. Oh, why guys? Like that was not done on purpose. No, that was an accidental discovery. I think most things on this list are an accidental discovery. All based on a dare. Uh, agreed. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of dare in this. But I put forward that this Kasu Mazu was not only an accident to begin with, it is a continuing accident. No one ever means for there to be maggots in the cheese. It just keeps happening. And people buy it and they go, I bought this cheese from you not four hours ago and it's filled with maggots. Yeah, it's meant to. Matter of fact, I got to charge you more. Yeah, oh, that's a fancy cheese. It's a delicacy. <laughs> it's sophisticated to eat maggots in sheep cheese. <laughs> oh, wait, did you say sheep cheese? Oh, that's gross. Oh, I'm, I'm sophisticated. I'll eat maggots, but... Sheep, that's just, I don't drink that milk. That's weird. Yeah, no, gross to that one. That one's unsettling. Okay, now we're back to caviar that they've got on the list. But Which we already mentioned. Talked about. See how there's red and black. Yeah, I do recognize that from the sushi restaurants. Mm. The bigger red ones, not so good. The little ones, oh, beautiful. And the black, I think I might have had the cheaper black now that I think about it. It would probably have been the cheaper one, yeah. Yeah, not the expensive one. Yeah, judging by what I know about caviar, because can't you get it like $10,000 for a little tub? Yes, and it comes in, I believe, it's a gold tin. Yeah, and you see, I know you and you're not swinging $10,000 for a small tin of anything. Hey, if I have $10,000 to swing, there's a lot of things that I'd like to do. And oh. none of it comes in a cup of that size. <laughs> and I'm going to put the faux pas out. I believe both of those caviars are on metal spoons. You don't huh? put that kind of black caviar on a metal spoon. Do you know why? It sours the taste. You're supposed to use a whalebone spoon or at least a cracker or something. That's why it comes <laughs> in a gold tin. I love how it's a whalebone spoon or a cracker. Like if you don't have a whalebone spoon yeah. laying around, I guess you could use a cracker. Yeah, a sayo's fine. If you have those. 
Like, everyone has a whalebone spoon, right? And that's something that I heard, but I don't know how true it is. Okay, what's next? Uh, centipede deck. It's not a centipede, is it? Oh, centipede deck. I hope it's not. Oh, I get scared going into these. It's kind of like this tense moment. The maggot one really messed with me. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, I don't like the look of that. Yeah, what is it? It's not a testicle, is it? It could be by the picture. It's a species of tree. Okay, it's a tree. Hey, same genus as breadfruit and jackfruit. All we've heard this episode is fruits that I've never heard of. (laughs) There are a lot more fruits than I knew. Yeah. Hey, could you have some uh, breadfruit with a side of crowberries, please? It'd be awesome to get a collection of these names. Go down to your local fruiter and be like, have you got any, like, breadfruit or jackfruit? <laughs> oh, you put it on a little piece of paper. Yeah, can oh. I get some crowberries? No? Okay, well, could I get some uh, breadfruit? No? Okay, uh, what about jackfruit? Do you have jackfruit? In fairness, if they took you to the crowberries, you would buy some. Yes! Like, instantly. So it's like, it would be this moment where you like, crowberries? And like, yeah, just this way. You'd be like, get out of here, really? <laughs> now I have to. Uh, They're awful, but they exist. That's right. Somehow they got it to me. I am interested in foods like that with berries and fruits where you go, what is that? How do I eat that? Dragon fruit's a great example of that. And pomegranates where you go, what is that? (laughs) It's like red. It's like got white insides. Like, I know a lot of people have them, but I'm not particularly cultured. (laughs) And then you have them. Yeah, all right, this is something. I'm not going to ever have it again, but yeah. I've had a different thing. I think we should make a list of the fruits and we should try to eat these things. Just so we can be disappointed. It's like when I was a kid, I loved custard. The one my mum makes, you know, like homemade custard, that's all right. But I like store-bought custard that comes in that milk container. Yes, I love that stuff. And apples are all right, like an apple pie, delicious. So when I found out about custard apples... ha. <laughs> I was so stoked. I'm like, get out of town. There's a fruit with custard in it. I love custard. And it was the most disappointing experience a 10-year-old could have. Oh my God. If you're thinking apple pie with custard on it, it's going to taste exactly like that. You are going to be so disappointed. That's... (laughs) I was indignant. This is not custard. This is not apple. I don't know what it is, but I don't even think it's food. You (laughs) guys tricked me. Yeah, they stretched the term custard apple really far on that one. Yeah, whoever named it has never eaten or seen apple or custard. The weird fruit? Yeah, I'd eat that. Yeah, at least take a bite out of a breadfruit. How does it get the name breadfruit? I would eat a scented dack because when they brought it, I'd be like, oh, it's a fruit. Thank God, I thought I was going to eat a (laughs) Centipede. Let's just click on it to make sure that they don't do something to it. Before we get... It's filled with with maggots. Yeah, and then we just let maggots have a go at it. I think this is a fruit. Um, Okay, yeah, straight to the fruit. Uh, Native Southeast Asia. Important crop in Australia. We might even have some around here, eh? We might be able to get some. So you can eat that. It's just a weird fruit. Mm, Can we find a picture, not a, like, an actual photograph? Oh, those things! You can eat that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have seen those around. Yeah, I look at them, I go, I don't think you're supposed to eat that. It kind of looks like a wasp nest. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a, like a hard seed. You wouldn't think that anything in there is for eating. Apparently it is. It's a delicacy. All right, next time I see one, oh, breadfruit. You guys want some breadfruit? I'd make a big deal like I always knew what it is. I think I'm one that's opened up. Yeah, it's got little balls in it. Like dumplings. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could eat that. All right, I think we might have to do like a soft core, hardcore food challenge. <laughs> where it's essentially we eat things like that and go, well, that's okay. Yeah, that's different. For someone who usually just has white bread with butter on it, that's pretty damn good. Oh, uh, here's another one I hope isn't literal. I know. A what- century egg. I already know what it is. Oh, really? Is it an egg from? a hundred years ago. I don't know if it's actually a hundred years old, but it looks like it's a hundred years old. If right, I rem- let's have a look. If it's what I think it is, it's yeah, it's a black egg. 
No. Black is not a good colour for eggs. Also called thousand year egg. No, that's worse. Millennium egg, skin egg and black egg. Preserved food product and delicacy made by preserving duck, chicken or quail eggs. Would you eat a black egg? No. That's the colour that lets you know you're not supposed to eat it. Yeah, that's the colour that lets you know you should have thrown that out 99 years ago. <laughs> now that's the kind of thing I trick you go, hey Ben, you want some licorice? Oh. Do I? Hump. Oh. Oh. Uh, at least it still hasn't got a fetus in it. Yeah. That would have like a dinosaur in it or something. <laughs> Eat a little black T-Rex egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, a T-Rex fetus. Hey, at least you'd know what an extinct animal tasted like. That's true. I might do that. Yeah. I'm not think... eating a black chicken egg. I can eat regular chicken eggs now. I got I... a fridge full of them. I should point out that dinosaurs weren't around a thousand years ago. No, but... Well... Well, they had a millennium egg. A couple of millennium eggs. Like, a couple of million... There might be a little... Yeah, if you get, like, a double millennium egg, you can get, like, a little Jesus in there. <laughs> what do they call it? A Flintstone egg. Yeah, yabba dabba do. It would make me more likely to eat it. <laughs> See, it's all about the marketing. <laughs> That's it. Because if they called it a licorice egg, I'd have a bite. Mm. Just to find out it doesn't taste like licorice. And I'd be so stupid as to go, well, maybe I'm eating it wrong. Like, maybe if I keep eating it, it'll taste like licorice. I don't want to feel like an idiot. Well, here's the next one. Something I have had. Champagne. Yay! Sparkling wine. I can handle that. And out of all the alcohols, it's probably the worst. But, you know, You're it's good. I hate red wine more than anything. Really? I do not tolerate red wine. I will drink it spitefully if I need to be drunk. But I don't like it. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the feel of it. I don't like how it feels when you throw it up. Because <laughs> it's like throwing up blood. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that red wine is the third worst alcohol. Yeah? What's the second for you? White wine. Oh, really? You go red wine before white wine? Yeah. Wow. And stop acting like you're so cultured when you say that. Well, I'm not because I would go beer over any of them. <laughs> Fair enough. And I would take any mystery spirit, whatever, I don't care, over red wine. Which, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. You're back in the game. Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah, no, I would prefer champagne over wine, I think, even. Because it's like a celebration food. It's You drink champagne when it's a party. It's always a good time when there's champagne. Even, like, you've lost your job, pop open a bottle. Oh, my God, it's a fun time. It tricks your brain into thinking it's a celebration. I can do, like, one glass of champagne, and then I lose a taste for it instantly. Really? Wine, I can do about two glasses before I lose a taste for it. <laughs> That's a canopy. Conpoy. I'm saying canopy. I'm saying it wrong, but yeah. What is it? Okay. It looks fishy. Dried scallop. Okay. Dried. Is a type of Cantonese dried seafood. We're looking at a picture when we highlight canpoi and it shows that it's in a sauce. Because I will eat a scallop but I'm kind of iffy about them. They've got to be good. And a dried one is a no-no in my opinion. I don't even know what dried means. Does that just mean left out? It's raw? Well it means there's no juice in it. Like it'd be dried out. Like uh, dehydrated. Oh that's yuck. Kind of like jerky without the salt. But it's got a bunch of sauce in there with it. That's what's confusing me. So they dry it and then throw it in sauce. I could work with that. The smell of konpoi is marine, pungent, and reminiscent of certain sea-cured meats. Okay, I'm out. Yeah. It, yeah, the smell would put me off, apparently. Yeah. Its taste is rich in unami, which we know about that. That's, that's meat flavor. Yeah, it tastes like meat. Cool. Due to its high contents of various free amino acids. All right, so it's a dried scallop, which scallops I'm, yeah, dubious of. Fresh, deep fried, battered is always preferable. But once you dry it out, um, what are you doing? Yeah, you're just making it weird now. Yeah, what's your game? And don't make it smelly. That's the one thing I don't want a scallop to be is stink. Yeah, the whole point of them is that, you know, when you see a scallop, it's like white and it's kind of flavorless. Mm. That's the best I can hope for with a scallop. <laughs> flavorless. 
I don't want to taste it. Yeah, everything around it's supposed to add the flavor. It's just meant to be... It's like a pancake doesn't have to have a flavor because it's going to have syrup put on it. Yeah. All right, so raw scallops. Mm. Or how do you pronounce this next one? Droy was. Citation needed. Wait, champagne had a citation needed. Yeah, because they're not sure if that's a delicacy. That's actually a good point. Is champagne a delicacy? Well, it's not a food and pretty much anyone can have it. Yeah, but it has to come from champagne to be champagne. But you can still get cheap champagne. Yeah, but that's uh, sparkling wine. Yeah, you can get like sparkling wine, but you can also get cheap champagne. Yeah, but it has to actually come from France. And I imagine if it actually can be trademarked called champagne, it is probably really fancy. Yes. But there'd be, you know, some roadside grapes that you could buy there, I'm sure. <laughs> Technically, if I squish it up myself while I'm in town. Exactly. It's now champagne. That's exactly right. Put some bubbles in there. Champagne. <laughs> Ben's champagne. That's how you should market it. For the common man. Okay. Hey, draw whatever you just said. That I was. Oh, that looks awful. Southern African snack food. Okay, we're kind of looking at, like, I want to say an intestine. <laughs> it does look like an intestine. Like a jerkied intestine. Okay, based on the traditional coriander seed spiced oh it's a sausage oh yeah that's alright so you wouldn't eat it like that I guess you'd cook it uh, usually made from unwars rather than dick wars cause you know who would eat dick wars I mean done wars yes <laughs> oh, that really yeah we were nervous about that one but this is where I think I'm out as the thinner sausage dries more quickly and is thus less likely to spoil before it can be preserved I think it's a dried out I don't know if they do cook it oh, so it's like a jerky sausage thing yeah, which like, I like my pepperoni sticks and it's like African salami, I guess. It just looks awful though. Which that's all right. And it's coriander. I'm not a big fan of coriander. I don't think coriander makes anything better. I never knew you had such a harsh opinion about coriander. Nah, coriander's terrible. Like anything with coriander would taste better without it. And that's Wiki Review's <laughs> official stance. Yeah, fuck coriander. I don't really have that strong an opinion one way or the other. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump on board yours. <laughs> I'm cool going with that. If anyone asks me in the future... Coriander, go to hell! Yeah, it's pointless. Pointless. I reckon we should stop making it and shoot all the farmers who grow it. Wow! <laughs> Wait, should you give them an opportunity to grow something else? No, no, we just need the secrets forgotten. Okay. So no one even remembers that coriander existed. We're cleansing. <laughs> he who cannot be named. <laughs> Don't say the C word around this town. <laughs> oh, but it's awful. Like, it doesn't make anything better. <laughs> It just worsens everything. Oh, no. Oh, I'm having memories of things I've eaten with coriander now because I had this, like, uh, it's like a coriander paste that with tomato. Oh, it's so nice. Do you know what's better than that? A tomato paste. <laughs> Just get rid of the coriander and the whole meal would have been better, I promise you. It's awful. <laughs> Did something bad happen to you? <laughs> I can't stand it. Durinanan, which just looks like a spiky fruit. Another Thai thing, which when you see fruits like that with all the spikes, don't you think like this is clearly trying really hard to not be eaten? <laughs> it is going to a lot of work to not be eaten. Isn't that a hint? Don't try this. I mean, clearly it's spiky. It's not something you want to eat. It's letting you know it's not to be eaten. Or are those spikes protecting something good? Possibly. I mean, we didn't take the hint from the coconut. Like, the coconut is one of the most, like, awkward fruits ever. Yeah, but also, like, how great is coconut? Not that great, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's not even that good. Yeah. yeah like, people still do it. And also, when you've got, you know, a packet of celebrations, all those chocolates in there. The bounty is always the last to go. Why? Because coconut sucks. See, that's the one thing where I have a paradox. I hate coconut. Coconut is awful. Some reason I like bounty. My point is, though, that coconut is essentially a fodder. Mm. It's the thing to get caught in your teeth. Yeah. It's not the good part of the bounty. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat the bounty and whatever milk stuff
stuff they've got in there to make the coconut seem tasteable. But you make a good point. Coconut, it has a big green outside shell that you have to tear the husk off to get to this hard nut <laughs> that you then have to crack through, which the food part of it is attached to that hard nut. You don't eat the hard nut part, but you got to shave it off and somehow drink the water out of it, the milk if you will, without it spilling everywhere as you crack open this bowling ball. And even like it's hollow mostly. Yeah. There's... Like you don't get much coconut. Yeah, there's horrible husk crap. Yeah, there's horrible water and mainly air. Yeah. What is the point? Yeah, coconut sucks. Another pointless <laughs> thing. Round them up with the coriander farmers. <laughs> I'm going to make a coconut coriander dish. <laughs> I'm going to invite you over to dinner and serve this exclusive coconut coriander dish for you. Oh, uh, you'll see me politely lie that night. <laughs> like, yeah, Garth, it's great. Stupid coriander. Oh, good. I made you seconds, Ben. <laughs> Can we click on this durian? Because I want to know more um, about it. Okay, so it just kind of looks like the last one we looked at that was like a spiky, weird fruit. Kind of, I'm just going to say they're all part of the custard apple family. Okay, cool. I'm happy. I know what a durian is now. Okay. Eskimal. Eskimal. That sounds like a prescription drug. Like oh. an antidepressant or something. Oh, it's not going to anti-depressing. You want to read this one, Ben? Episcomals are the edible larvae and pupa of ants. Oh, fuck this. So ant maggots. Yeah, I'm not eating ant maggots. It looks like couscous. Yeah, couscous is covered in maggots. <laughs> it's eaten in Mexico City. Oh, that's disgusting. I would need some tequila after that too. Oh, that's just ants got into their food and they're like, well, just eat it. It's fine. Look, we're poor. So that's what would frustrate me is like I get a dish and it's like covered in maggots. I'm like, just give me the tequila and they bring it out and have some worm in the bottle in the bottom <laughs> of the bottle. I'm like, what the fuck, Mexico? Come on, guys. Give me a break. But if you were given a taco. I like tacos, not a maggot taco though. What percentage could be maggot. Zero. Zero percent good. One maggot would stop me eating a taco. Tacos are pretty good. If I took a bite and there was one maggot in there I would throw the rest of the taco out. I'm not finishing it. I don't care how good it is. Which, I mean that is a good policy to have. I'm not disputing that. The only thing worse than saying a maggot in something you're eating is half a maggot. And then you go back to return it and they say it's meant to be like that. Oh, sorry did you want it without maggots? Or better yet, someone orders their Eskimo and when the plate comes all these flies fly off Mate, your Eskimo has gone off, okay? These, oh sorry, not flies because they're ants. Yeah, it just crawls off because they've all grown up because it's too old. So if you wait long enough, the meal will eat itself. Essentially, yes. <laughs> or it will build a nice little tunnel next to your table. Yeah. There's a very <clears throat> thin line between a Mexican delicacy and an ant farm. <laughs> Oh, here's one everyone knows, escargot. Now I have eaten this rather recently. I've actually eaten this as well, which would surprise you. It does a little bit, yeah. I actually even had the full experience. I ate escargot in a cafe in Paris, looking at the Eiffel Tower. That's about as Frenchy as you can get. Exactly, that's why I did it on purpose. And I was sipping wine there as well. Now, my question for you, was it drowned in garlic butter? Yes, and that's why I liked it. Agreed. I could barely taste the snail. That was fantastic. The best thing about it. Yeah, when I had it completely unidentifiable as any kind of slug or insect. And I think that's what made it good. But they serve it in the shell. Yes. Which makes it hard to sort of like separate because you're literally pulling it out of a shell. And it's like, I used to make fun of the kid who did this in school. <laughs> Look at me now. Like I wouldn't even sit next to him. He was gross. 
But I feel if you're eating it in a nice restaurant, it's different. <laughs> if you're eating it on a primary school playground, no, that, that's different. Yeah, you ate it for free. I'm paying a mighty expense to eat this. So that <laughs> the definition of a delicacy. Look at that. I bet it was started by that kid who no one talked to in school. <laughs> Though in fairness, if that kid had come to Paris with me and he had critiqued the snails, I would take his criticism seriously. He knows he's snails. Yeah, that's true. He has the diverse knowledge of them. It's like, oh, these are way better than the ones in the sandpit. But that's what I felt. It was just, yeah, a shell filled to the brim with garlic butter to completely hide any remnants of what it could possibly taste like. And I felt the shell was an integral part of the system too because you have to actually dig in it to get the snail out. It's not until you get it out that you're confronted with it. (laughs) Like, if you just gave me a plate of those, Uh, I'd definitely hesitate. Yeah. It has to be pulled out of the dark, as it were. Would you eat it again? Yeah, I like garlic and butter. See, I probably wouldn't eat it again because I've already eaten it. Fair enough. And my second experience is not going to be any better than that first experience. That peaked early. Yeah, most of these that I would try, I would try exactly once. I put escargot in the same category as like mussels and oysters. Mm. Yeah, I'll eat them again. I'm not going to go out of my way to order them, but if they're there and they're covered in butter or garlic, who am I to deny, right? If someone said, here's like a Kilkenny escargot, just bacon wrapped snail, you'd eat it, right? I mean, I'd try it once. Really? I mean, <clears throat> at the very least, you'd poke the snail out and eat the bacon. To me, I don't like the idea of eating insects. And I think a snail is essentially an insect. Yeah, I don't want a bug or anything slight usually isn't good either. Yeah. Like leeches or maggots or slugs or... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, no. Filet mignon. I actually have had that. Kicks ass. So that's just good meat. That's awesome. Is a steak cut of beef taken from the smaller end of the tenderloin. Yeah, so it's just nicely done steak. It's just a good part of the cow. Yeah. Which I do like this map. Is that where brisket's from? The front? Yeah, we can see the cow map. Okay, you got the chuck. What's the chuck? Is that That's the neck. Okay. You got ribs, the plate, the flank, the sirloin, bottom sirloin, sirloin, top sirloin, the short loin, tenderloin, the round, that's the rump, some shanks, and filet mignon is the little end of the tenderloin. Ah, so it's like a tiniest point of the cow. Yeah, it's like that edible part of the puffer fish. Huh. That's what it looks like, but a cow. Oh. Alright, that's good to know. They didn't include the tongue. No, you're not meant to eat that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I grew up much more Irish than you (laughs) Alright, so that was a nice one That was a nice little palate cleanser as it were Yeah, I would eat filet mignon Okay, and I'll have that tonight Yeah, we could do that Next, on to foie gras Which I believe it's a pate type thing, is it? No Uh, It's a specialty product made of the liver of a duck or goose so it's like pate in that it's yeah. duck or liver goose is, liver. Liver is a part you're not meant to eat. I've had liver before and it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, liver is never really nice. Liver and meat pie, you know, they go like a steak mm. and liver. No. 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 Liver is really good for you. Not eating it. No. I don't care if it would add a hundred years mm. to my life. I'm not eating it. That's a good point. I don't eat organs as a general rule. Yeah, yeah. If someone says like lungs or heart or anything, I'm out. Yeah, I don't need that. Out. There is no reason to eat those. I eat mussels because I want strength. And the fact that they torture the goose beforehand doesn't make me feel any better. Which I gotta be honest, like uh, when I did have the French stuff, it came with some pate. And knowing how pate, because I had to describe to Ali what a pate is, like it's the force feeding and the liver, actually kind of put me off it a bit. Yeah. And because it didn't taste that great. Probably could have spared the goose that. If it 
tasted really good, I'd be okay with it. I'd be totally fine with that animal abuse because it is disgusting what they do. But if it tasted great, but the point is, I'd prefer a nice French onion dip, to be honest. See, I don't think they should do it, and I hate geese. <laughs> like, geese suck. So usually I'm up for hurting a goose, but this is too far even for me. The phrase, not even to my worst enemy, comes to <laughs> mind. Like, because a goose is probably your worst enemy. Oh, uh, yeah, if you kicked a goose, I wouldn't judge you. I would understand. <laughs> I mean, probably had it coming. Damn goose straight. Are dicks. They are. But to force feed it corn until it dies, that's. Yeah. Come on, guys, settle down. <laughs> I'd rather eat the corn. Could I just have the corn? You wouldn't even have to force me. <laughs> exactly. I just want to say before we move on to the next one no, no, a thousand times no. Don't need to look at the description. <laughs> the name enough is to put me <laughs> off. Do you want to read it? <laughs> Fried brain sandwich. Come on, Ben, you like sandwiches. <laughs> I do like sandwiches, not that much though. And you like fried things. Oh my God, that is like one of the most self-explanatory things. What does it even come from? Calves of brains, it's just any brains on slices of bread. That is awful. I assume cow, can we click on it to find out? Oh. Oh, sliced calves, yeah, okay. Okay, that's, yeah. So it's a cow, specifically a baby cow. Oh, okay, so it's a baby mm. brain. And we did already establish that deep frying things makes everything better and more edible. And they say they're looking, because of health concerns, they want to do pig's brains. Replacement with pig's brains, because that's better for some reason. <laughs> that's awful. I would not eat a fried brain sandwich. Everything about that sentence except the word brain is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone says you'll have a fried sandwich. You're like, I didn't hear that metal word, but yes. Because <laughs> I mean, Ben, you like a burger. You like you are a sandwich eating man. I do love a good sandwich. And you like a fried thing. I do like a fried thing. So you could say that they have done everything possible to make brains as edible as possible. That is true. They are trying hard, but it's still not enough. <laughs> like there is no other way to prepare brains that could be better than that. Like uh. this is their best shot and they have failed miserably. Oh no, it's, it's awful. Oh Just God. A thousand times no. All right. This next one, would you prefer to deep fried brain? Fried tarantula. That doesn't even sound like it should be a real thing. It sounds like a joke. I think it's just a nothing. Like you'd eat it and it's like, oh wow. Wow. So like some tarantulas fell into the deep fryer and you're just like, sure, why not? Like, you know, when you see the, in Asia, they have the scorpions <clears throat> on spikes. Yeah. And it's just a crispy thing. So I'm going to go back to my rule of I don't eat bugs. The tarantula is a mighty big bug. Does that make it better or worse for you? Probably worse. <laughs> A whole bunch of crickets I can like mash up and pretend like there's no getting around what is happening when you're eating a tarantula. Yeah, no. But I think the way that spiders and other bugs like the scorpions and that when they cook them, especially fried, all the insides are nothing because they're an exoskeleton. All it really is, is just a crispy thing. It's the same as just frying batter. Yeah. Except it's shaped like something that comes out of your nightmares. <laughs> oh, a terrifying food. Maybe that's the logic behind it. You know, you eat it and it alleviates your fears. You can't ever dream about spiders coming to get you. You eat spiders for breakfast. How would you feel if you opened my freezer and just saw a bag of spiders? 
Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to deep fry them later. Are they still... Yes, they are still moving. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like them fresh. fresh. It's like lobster. You got to drop them in the vat while they're still wriggling. I mean, like, you should try one. Here, pick one in the bag. I guess the one with the humongous fangs? I don't know. <laughs> What's the tasty option here? That one with the really hairy butt? Yeah, yeah, the deep fryer will cook all that off. Oh, cleaning hair out of the deep fry because you had a night of tarantulas. I just don't think there'd be a lot of vitamins in it. Well, it wouldn't be good, no. Like, it's not the sort of thing that, like, if you're in a survival situation and you're like, I need calories, probably can't live on spiders. If you're stuck in a cave somewhere and there's just nothing but tarantulas all around, probably gonna die. Well, you can't survive on any of this stuff. That's why it's a delicacy. Well, you can eat a fried brain sandwich. You can survive on brains. You could survive on foie escargot. I reckon you could. I think that's all bad for you. Oh, it's not good for you, but like there'd be stuff in it that you could eat. There would be calories mm. that would keep you alive. I think there's no calories in a fried spider. No. So it's a good diet snack. Which is what I'm getting to. So we're going to start a Jenny Craig style of dieting. If you guys want to lose weight, try our fried spider delicacy diet. That's right. From Cambodia, which is renowned for thin people. That is true. You don't see a lot of fat Cambodians. Hey, that's the fried spiders. So just send us money and we'll like get some huntsmans and some daddy long legs and stuff. <laughs> so you're going to try and sell girls edible spiders. Well, spiders. <laughs> I can't guarantee how edible they are. Just try them. It'd be fine. Yeah. Let us know. Ooh, this next one I know because I've seen the Simpsons. Yeah, the puffer fish. Fugu. Fugu me. And yes, that's where we all know it. I probably wouldn't order this, but I would try a bite off your plate. Yeah? Well, it's a poisonous blowfish. Yeah. But they can get it from one point. So after you've had a few bites and you're fine, I might try some. Yes. You could guinea pig for me. That would be all right. But then... If I eat it and I'm fine, then the part that's not eaten is much more likely to be poisonous. Ah, true. I'm just disappointed that, because when you've highlighted over Fugu, the picture of the puffer fish is a puffer fish not puffed up. That seems like a wasted photo opportunity. Why would you do that? It is a very ugly fish. Yeah. There's a lot of ugly fish out there. And a lot of people look at them and go, yeah, I'd eat that. No, no, it's poisonous. I bet I can find a spot on it I could not die from. Its head makes it look like a large snake. Yes. But still kind of like a manatee. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. It's ugly. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with this freaking fish. Okay, make it go away. <laughs> What's right. next? Gyrometra esculenta. Although deadly when raw is a delicacy in Scandinavia. Huh. Oh. It looks like worms. Like mints, yeah. Uh, it's a fungus. Oh, oh, that's even more disgusting then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd rather the truffle than that. That looks disgusting. Yeah, imagine a brain mushroom. Not even a mushroom. Like, imagine mincemeat that's been dropped on the floor and someone said, no, no, that's actually a, a fungus. It looks like it's covered in worms. Yeah, like worm fungus. That's not worms, it's tree. That's not better. No, that's awful. Okay, but if you cook it, it's okay. Oi, a guinea pig. Here we go. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Um, <laughs> it just shows cute little guinea pigs as the picture. The picture's the two most innocent looking little guinea pigs. Like, hello. I mean, I would eat one, but I wouldn't imagine there'd be a lot of meat on them. Yeah, like once you skin it and bone it. I mean, one of those, uh, you know the giant ones in South America? Mm. There's a name for them, I forget them. That's something, but that's closer to a pig than a guinea pig. To me, a guinea pig is if a fish was a mammal. It doesn't do much, they're kind of dumb. You can kind of debate that they're barely alive. It's true. Like a cow's got to be smarter than a guinea pig, right? Absolutely. All a guinea pig can really do is die of fear. Yeah. That's all they're really capable of. I've known people 
people who had guinea pigs and all they did was get scared and die. That's the two things that they can do. Mm, die of fear. Like, do you know how many times I've heard someone with pet guinea pigs going like, it's scared of its food, so we're trying to like make it so it's not. And it's like, how do these things fucking survive? And what an existence. Why would you encourage and breed an animal that all it knows is fear? That sounds like the worst existence. I'd rather be hungry than scared. <laughs> and literally any animal that's a carnival will just like mash through a guinea pig. They'll all eat it. They'll all have a go at it. Because yeah. it's simple and tasty. It's like an animal that's designed to be food. Yeah, it's just a pudgy little no defenses its reaction when it's scared is to sit still <laughs> not move nothing about this animal keeps it alive and it doesn't want to be alive and imagine being scared to death do you know how scared you have to be to die of it and imagine it's just because someone clapped yeah or because someone put their food in the cage to feed it <laughs> Oh my god, it's death! Oh no, it's a carrot. Like, oh, that'd be an embarrassing funeral. Oh man, you hear how Garth went out? Someone went boo. Just keeled over. Couldn't do it. And this is not shock fear either. Actually scared of something. Because you know how we talk in horror movies, like there's the jump scare? Yeah. No, that's not what we're talking about. Jump scare is like, boo, ah! Oh my god, I didn't see that coming. They're legitimately dying because there's something in front of them that is scary. They can see it, they understand it, and their reaction is to die from that. It's kind of like it goes this thing wants to eat me. I'm gonna help. You'll never take me alive! <laughs> <laughs> That's the guinea pig motto. Yeah, the whole guinea pig cage turns into Jonestown. <laughs> so they don't even have to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Would you eat a guinea pig though? Because I think I'd give that one a go. It was cooked right. If it was just the meat, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, if you skewer one on a stick and just like put it over fire, probably not. Yeah, no. I don't want to see claws. Mm. I don't want to have to spit out fur. Yeah, if it was like a guinea pig burger, I'd eat that. Oh yeah. Pretty much any meat mashed up into a mince I'm pretty okay with. Mm. Wouldn't even notice. But that's a lot of guinea pigs to make a patty. How about the next one? I haven't had it, but I'm wondering if you have. Haggis. I don't think I have had it. I've lived a good life. <laughs> and so it's never come up. It's my understanding. It's like, think of everything gross about a sheep. They shove it in its stomach. Yeah. And then you eat that. Yes. And I think there's oatmeal in it. Oh, they put some spices and they salt it. And it needs more salt. Okay. So you know how like sheep have meat on them? Yeah. That's why we breed them. Yeah. Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> We're going to take all the other parts. I mean, it's not as bad as like sheep head soup, which is a thing, but... I've never come across haggis, but I feel if it did come up, I would have to eat it. Nah, I wouldn't eat it. That's one I can say I would go without. This is one I'd have to try. I would watch you eat haggis. That's as close as I would get. Okay. If I'm ever eating haggis, I'll give you a call. See if you want to come over and watch and me. just watch you. Watch me vomit, and then you can vomit over the sight of me eating it. Oh, uh, well. yeah. I'll probably be just as sick watching you eat it. <laughs> Hakal. It's always scary when you don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm starting to fear those little uh, accents too above the vowels. Oh, from Greenland. Consisting of shark. It's cured shark meat. With a particular fermentation process and hung to dry for four to five months. Ew. It has a strong ammonia-rich smell and fishy taste. I have heard <laughs> of this. It's the most disgusting thing on the planet. Yeah, ammonia is not a smell that makes you think I'm going to eat this. Yeah, ammonia is kind of a warning, like, not to. So what's the next one? Utli Koch? Utli Koch. Corn smut. <laughs> you smutty corn. <laughs> I think that's meant to be a P there. I think so. That is not meant to be corn at all. It's meant to be porn smut. A plant disease. <laughs> yeah, I want to eat this one. 
Caused by the pathogen fungus causes smut on maize. Okay, so it's like wheat germ? I don't know what wheat germ is, but they're describing wheat germ, but it's corn germ. Yeah, I'm not a fan of eating diseases. I didn't know any diseases were edible. And also when I'm sick, I get like a bad taste in my mouth. Like the flu doesn't taste good. No! So why would it taste good? So why do I want corn smut? It, it sounds gross. It's usually used as a filling in quesadillas. Oh, really? Ouch. So I mean, I've had quesadillas. Does that mean it had corn smut in it? I really doubt we've had corn smut, but mm. I'm saying there is a possibility. You see, you put chilies on anything. Can you taste anything else? And like I go back to my original statement, tacos are awesome. <laughs> quesadillas are just a kind of taco. Yeah. So you would eat a taco that had corn smut and maggots. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what percentage are we talking here? If it's just corn smuts in there and you can't tell, who cares? And if there's like some ant maggot in there, like as long as it's not the protein, the staple of it, if it's like a garnish <laughs> or a seasoning, you can scrape it off a little. Scrape it off a little. If it's lost in amongst the meat, I'm fine. Ibran ham. It's like prosciutto. Yeah, it does, eh? Cured variety of ham from Spain or Portugal. Okay, so it's just fancy prosciutto. I need yeah. that. Labeled as prosciutto ibicuro. So prosciutto. It's probably like the, the B grade version of prosciutto. <laughs> it's like the non trademarked version. Okay, so that one's okay. We can eat that. Yeah, I'd eat that. Right, that's Much easy. better than the fried brain sandwich. <laughs> that sells itself. Izikiru, which sounds very Japanese. Yeah. I think that's the edible jellyfish. Is the preparing of sashimi from live seafood. Oh, that's the fish that's still alive when they cut it up and stuff. Oh, really? And this Japanese culinary technique... The most popular sea animal used is fish, but octopus, shrimp, and lobster may also be used. I actually used to, when I was younger, worked in a nice restaurant washing dishes there. Yeah. And they would serve lobster there, where while it was alive, they would throw it into the pot. Which you have to do for lobster, yes, that's the rules. Yeah, and you would hear it make its little screamy sound. And they also had fish there in a tank that they would take out and they would bash it over the head. Oh my god. And it was kind of like, this place is fucked up. Yeah, fancy food's a bit rude. Yeah, it's all like bashing fish to death and screaming lobsters. Okay, so that's pretty messed up. Oh yeah, so this is where I got mixed up. The next one is edible jellyfish, which we did that before. It's a delicacy in the Far East. It hasn't made it out to Western cultures yet. Or even just the regular East. <laughs> it's just the Far East. Just it's still far. staying there. Has not passed the middle. Uh, karasumi. Is it sounds like raw something. Oh, food product made by salting mullet, fish, eggs, and drying it in sunlight. What the hell are we looking at? I don't know. I think it's dried fish. So it's fish that's left in the sunlight. Fish and sunlight doesn't sound like it mixes to me. Kibike. Traditional wintertime Inuit food for Greenland is made of little ooks fermented in a seal skin. Do I want to know what an ooks is? As soon as you put it in a seal skin, I'm not interested. The skin doesn't seem like the thing on the seal you should eat. Yeah. Alright, do we need to know what an ook is? It sounds like yuck. Yeah. It's ook. They ate it and went, ugh. That'll do. Little ooks. Ah, oh, they're it's birds. A... Oh, it's just a tiny bird put in seal skin. So that's just gross on gross. It's like a screw you to the seal because I bet seals love to eat them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Kopi Luwak. Is a coffee that consists of partially digested co Oh, this is the, the one that the possum eats, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, the poo coffee beans. Yeah. So it's like when you're like, oh, this coffee's shit. <laughs> 
and yet it is the most expensive and considered the greatest coffee there is. Yeah, I would probably have a difference of opinion. Anything that comes in feces, I'm not really a fan of. You gotta be a little desperate when you're picking through poo. You reckon this will get us rich? <laughs> All this really is is just showing how great a salesman are out there. There are so many things here you go, no, that's disgusting. But someone sold that to people and still do. And how hyped up are these possums if they're just eating coffee all the time? Oh, yeah. Those things must be like bouncing around everywhere. <laughs> they probably never sleep. <laughs> Lobster, we know about that. I like a lobster, but what I really like is butter. Yeah. Oh, the Autoland bunting. It's a little bird. Oh, is this one of those ones that they have to eat, you know, with the handkerchief over their face because it's disgusting and embarrassing and like a sin? I don't know. It's just a straight up bird. They just eat the bird. We're looking at a bird right now. It's just a little bird. Oh. It's like eating a sparrow. Raw oysters. Again, like eating snot. Yeah, salty snot. You know when you go to the beach and you go for a swim? that water in your nose and then you huck that loogie that's exactly what an oyster is quail eggs we didn't mention including pickled quail eggs which they're just tiny little eggs yeah I wouldn't eat pickled eggs that seems weird to me have you had a regular pickled egg? no I don't think I have either I don't think I would want one yeah there's something off about that ooh Rocky Mountain oysters how do they have oysters in the mountains? and how are they different to regular oysters? also known as prairie oysters is a dish made of bull testicles we found them really? are they really made from testicles? bull testicles Testicles. The organs are often deep fried after wow. being skin coated in flour, pepper, and salt, and sometimes pounded flat. Ouch! You've got the testicle and you pound it flat. Oh. Now that's good marketing. Ben, you'd eat an oyster, right? Well, how about a Rocky Mountain oyster? Oh, it's deep fried. I love deep fried things. Someone's improved oysters. Enjoy your bull testicles. See, I would probably have my ups and downs. They'd give me Rocky Mountain oysters. I'm like, oh, I don't really like oysters. But then I'd take a bite. I'm like, oh, it's a meatball. And then they'd tell me, no, they're really meatballs. And I'd be like, oh, oh. I'm disappointed again. Oh, so this is bad. And I've eaten six. <laughs> Scallops we already said. Oh, the picture of a scallop makes it look very inedible. Yeah, well, that's the shell around it. Yeah, it's just that tongue thing in the middle you eat. Now, uh, sea cucumbers. It doesn't sound pleasant. I've seen sea cucumbers. They feel weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the thing that the first thought should be, hey, I'm going to put this in my mouth. Yeah, no. I always thought they were safe from things eating them because they were so disgusting. But in some cultures, it's supposed to have medicinal value. But that's the same culture that is extincting rhinos. So, you know. Yeah, so the stupid cultures. You shouldn't <laughs> eat sea cucumbers. Stop being idiots. Shiokara. The Japanese cuisine made from various marine animals that consist of small pieces of meat in a brown paste of the animal's heavily salted fermented viscera. Okay. They're being very vague about this, which makes me very suspicious. Yeah, a brown soup that has mystery meat from the ocean. No, okay. thank you. Yeah, no. All right, we're down almost to the end of this page, so we're going to do bonus round. Let's just go through these really quickly. Okay, so what's this one? Shirako, seminal fluid of fish. No, just no, no. That's probably the worst one yet. No. No, and whoever thought of that is a very sick person. I would even hate to be the person who farms this. Smala hova, which looks like a head of something. Norwegian sheep's head. They eat the brain and everything. Yeah, I'm not eating sheep's head. Like, it just looks like a face. Snail caviar. Oh, would wow. Would you eat that and pop that in your teeth? I kind of feel like I would. That's disgusting and you're disgusting. Okay. Snake soup. Uh, no. Yeah, I have a deal with snakes. They don't bite me, I don't bite them. And I'm keeping to my end of the deal and so should they. And it's called a health supplement in Hong Kong. Once again, rhino horn. Yeah, no thanks. 
thank you. <laughs> so thromming, um, yeah, it's Swedish herring, uh, lightly salted and fermented. Yeah, yeah, disgusting. Fish shouldn't come in a tent. This is the one. If you open it, you gotta open it outside because that room will stink for like a month. <laughs> no, then why would you put that in your mouth? If that- that's a rule, why would you put anything that had that rule in your mouth? Because if I do like the worst fart ever, you've only got to leave the room for fifteen minutes. Yeah, this is like staining with a bad smell. Oh. Uh, okay, but hey, that's what they do. Truffle we already mentioned. And the last one, Trolene Grey Cheese. Strongly flavoured, rennet-free, cow's milk, acid-curd cheese. It owes its name to the grey mould that usually grows on its rind. Okay, so some cheeses do have mould on them. Yeah, but that's gross. I don't eat cheese with mould. But I sort of have a thing that I'm allergic to penicillin. And penicillin is what makes blue cheese blue. So a lot of like that mouldy cheese, <laughs> like, I can't eat that. Okay, fair enough. Hey, I can't eat disgusting funguses. That's yeah. a great excuse. No, I'm allergic to gross things. Yeah, when I was told I can't eat mold, I was like, bummer, right? All right, and that counts <clears throat> as the list that we're going to go through. Yeah, that's all of them. I think we did it. Oh, rock on. Uh, let's rate this page. What did you think, Ben? I really liked this page. It was so interesting to go through a bunch of stuff that I probably wouldn't eat. I mean, I would say that 90% of this I wouldn't eat, and the rest is champagne. I don't know, there wasn't much on there I would eat. <laughs> Maybe Kobe beef, like some of the normal stuff like that. Fully mignon, I'd eat. Yep. Yeah. And so I'll give my rating out of 50 since we talked about 50 different things. And I'd probably rate this 42 out of 50. So it's a decent rating. That is a decent rating. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. It was interesting going through all the different foods and seeing how many ways you could make disgusting things like fish more disgusting. <laughs> like what if we made sharks smell worse? Who dares to dream, you know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jellyfish. I think I can eat it. Why not? Ooh, a sea cucumber. Is that a vegetable? <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, I don't know. So what did you think? Oh my gosh. I just realized we've reversed the order of the rating. Usually I ask you first. Yeah, I did notice that because I asked you and I was like, oh, this is, this is this uncomfortable. This is new and like out of place. Yeah, it's not right, is it? No, 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 no. I think, yeah, I've kind of messed with the system, but let's stick to it. Yeah, I'm not re-recording. We're just going to keep going. So what Absolutely. did you think, Garth? Okay, but also let's never do this again. No, no, no. This- it feels weird. I know. Okay, so I did enjoy this. In fact, I'd have to rate it a Kobe beef out of a possible Rocky Mountain oyster. Because when we said delicacy, I thought bull testicle. In fact, that's where we started. Deep fried bull's testicles. I mean, yeah, we figured that had to come up at some point. We would have been disappointed Mm. there were no testicles on this list. Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. What? No testicles? I'm disappointed. (laughs) I was going to look at foods. Thank you. Well, they had fish semen as well. That was a delightful plus, wasn't it? (laughs) But yeah, it was Kobe beef because... That's like some good beef. Yeah. That's top-notch beef. I was expecting this to be just like, kind of like, oh, bull's testicles. What else could they have as a delicacy? But there were so many good things here. I say Kobe beef because that's tasty and lovely and I would enjoy eating that. But going through all of these, disgusting. Disgusting ideas that people call food was quite entertaining. I got to learn what your line is. Yeah. Compared to mine. I even learnt some more things about my line. You'd probably eat more things than me. That's what I was surprised by. I wasn't prepared for how off-put you were by a lot of things. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the fried tarantula. I'd have a leg. Yeah, like, I'd have a bite. If everyone else is eating it, you just sit there and be like, whatever, guys. I need to put some maggot cheese on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was probably the most off-putting part of this. No, there are maggots in the cheese. If you don't identify that as a problem... <laughs> I would have thrown out the cheese long before that. I've lost all faith in... What is it? Sardinia? Yeah, don't eat food from Sardinia, apparently. The hint is sardines. I don't like sardines. If you don't like sardines, you are not going to like their second choice. <laughs> and that's what I thought of it. It was a thrill ride. And we got the testicle in there somewhere towards the end, which is nice. See, now you've finished your rating, don't you just instinctively want to turn to me and go, so what did you think, Ben? But we already did it. <laughs> I know, it doesn't work. So I guess we have to plug. Yeah, see, now it's you saying that. We've just gone higgledy-piggledy at the end. All right, so next stage of the show. We rate, uh, no, the oh, plugging. Give, yeah, give us a five-star rating. Yeah, check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's all Humidor. Check out our YouTube channel, which is also Humidor. You can find all of that on our website, which is humidor.com.au. And the email address for the show is wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Done. All right. Owned it. All right. So that's it for another episode of Wiki Review. All right. I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. All right. Uh, let's eat some lamingtons or something. Yeah. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Humidor.